Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Hello. Oh, she uh, walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Woo. Walk it like a talk it. You. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Woo. Walk it like a talk it. Hey. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. What up? Welcome back to Fry Dudes. Bunch of flawed dudes getting real and pursuing truth. Uh, thanks for joining us this week. I, I have an inkling you're going to like this session. The last couple of weeks have been heavy, no doubt about it, and thanks for sticking with us. Uh, we tackle love. Um, and as I know, I, I, it doesn't take a genius. We all want to be loved. So here's a reflection of uh, trying to walk it like we talk it, and truly loving our wives and loving our kids. Here you go. One. All right. Well, you know what we gave? Montana, right? We got Gabe checking from Montana. So can we all say a nice, hey, Gabe? Morning, Gabe. On three. Morning, Gabe. One, two, three. Morning, hey, Gabe. All right. Thanks, Gabe, for joining us. Thank you for whoever's in Germany, whoever's in Norway. Thank you for those that are in the Philippines. Thank you for those that are in Mosa Beach. Thank you for A.A. Ron down in Atlanta, um, Evan down in San Antonio. Just appreciate you guys all checking in, tuning in, flawed it all, and pursuing truth, what works and what doesn't in life. So theme today is love, and um, Jake, Jake's got us queued up. If you don't mind, also scoot up a little closer to the microphone on this. I want to make sure you get captured. Um, First Corinthians, what we got here, 14, 16, or 16, 14? Why don't you lead us out? We're talking about love. Let love and kindness be the motivation behind all that you do. Simple. Let love and kindness be involved with everything you do. So we already opened up with some of the primer uh, before we, we went live here is talking about love. And those that remember Vaquero Guapo, by the way, we're still missing Rock and Rick for those that remember that episode a few weeks ago. There was a little head-on collision because there was one that sounded, I knew where his heart was, but it wasn't sounding out of love necessarily, or that's where you read into it. But you're saying, if you can bring something up, whether it's with your marriage or with your kids, we talk about the father's heart around this room, or just brotherly love in, in, in religion of, well, your boat, it's got these holes, I don't like these holes, um, but it's got to be out of love, okay? I'm going to sum up a couple of things and we're going to open up the group because that's where you guys do your magic. Um, love, by the way, is a choice. Love is action, okay? So we, I, I warned some of you guys can be rattled on that already because I know I, I, I fall in love, I, I am in love, but... Your wife doesn't know you're in love unless you show it. So uh, Ricky had shared about doing some things intentional for his son after his son was took his son out to dinner. And his son was bold enough to share what was heavy on his heart. And he's gotten proactive on it now to try to help him solve that. Whether that is whether that path happens or not, the son <coughs> gets to see his dad taking action. So uh, for those who got the Bibles in their hands, it says faith without what is dead. Love without works is dead. You don't know, you don't know, you don't feel love, you have to show love, you have to serve in love. And whatever you're trying to build, it, it has to come with action. And G, again, I'm gonna lean on you a little bit because you've been, you've been leading this front, talking about, I know you're like, look at me, but mm -hmm. <laughs> writing down, yep. plan, yeah. and be intentional, yes? Yep. So I don't know if you wanna add words on that, but just we're working on not just we talk, but are we doing it? Right, right. 
And so we started this, what, I don't know, six weeks ago at a workshop. And we've got guys working on their, on their plans. And what's interesting as we're going through this is, you know, you kind of have the, the big bang, the workshop, and everything's great. And then all of a sudden you find out the follow-up is a lot harder yeah. than you ever thought, right? You guys get trapped in their, their minds. They, you know, it's hard to get things on paper. So that's one step. And then the actual act of following through and being intentional and, and changing who we are essentially or your focus is, is quite a journey. So, you know, I guess my message is if you don't start today, when are you going to start? Uh, it, it, things aren't status quo. I mean, you're either getting better yeah. or you're getting worse. That's right. Right? Um, and, and the action is, is definitely the action. hard part. So, when you know, marriage is huge on my heart. Uh, uh, and we got some divorces around this table, and that is extremely painful. And I know at least the ones that know this, it, it's a little tough love, but somebody quit. Somebody stopped or started doing less for their spouse. Think about when you're first, when you're first in love and you choose to get married. You're hitting on all cylinders, right? And uh, you're going out, you're doing things for one another, you're showing love. It's just not a feeling, right? It's, don't get me wrong, the actions help stir up the feeling, but it, they, they go hand in hand, does that make sense? So if you are married and you wanna keep that marriage stoking, you have to work. You have to, it's like tending a fire. You can't just sit back too long and watch it. You're gonna have to move some stuff around a little bit and then add some more, right? And so one of the things, because of Greg in the workshop, so simple, came from Phil, who was episode nine, season one, Phil and Amy. Lori, what can I do for you today? It's a simple action, question, and then a follow-up, right? How many of you guys ask your wife in the morning, what can I do for you today? And after Phil brought that up, I did that, and Lisa looked at me like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Yes. <laughs> what do you mean, what can you do for you? Yeah. What are your motives? <laughs> <laughs> so, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, you know you're on the right track when someone says, what's up? Because yeah. you, your game has risen, right? You're not just sitting on the couch watching Netflix or whatever. Something's going on. And yeah, what's the motive? That's awesome. Uh, you got something to say, my brother, but you also had a gushing, Casey had shared it. Your wife, I'm going to put you on the pedestal a little bit about Carol Guapo. Your wife said you're a, you are a man that, basically, I read it, it's like you walk it like you talk it. You just don't talk about love and God. You you made an impact on her heart, man. That was yeah. a, quite a statement from a wife. And happy birthday. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, well, I, I can't accept any praise from my wife without praising her back. Mm -hmm. So nice. what she actually, because we talked about it, I said, man, that was a really, really touching thing that you shared. And she said, well, I started off by writing this thing about how much I loved you and how great you were as a husband and all these things on your birthday. And then I realized it was all about me and how I felt about you. And she goes, but there's a whole bunch of our family, you know, looks at you and all these things. And so she's like, I had to stop and not write about me writing about you. And so there was just this moment that, I don't know, it was so profound to me that she had that awareness. And then she said some very, very 
encouraging things and um, I felt really really loved I mean I was totally not totally caught off guard but I I paused and, and read it like four times and I <laughs> I thought back to who I was at 30 and nobody ever would have written those things about me at 30. Ooh, what a statement, man. It's a bold confession right nobody there. Nobody would have written anything like that at 30. Um, so I had a great 40th birthday and got this nice new coat yeah. and, <laughs> <laughs> and, awesome. and everything was just fantastic. I was on top of the world and then the next morning, two days later, no, it was the next day, my wife said, hey, can you hang up this thing on the wall? And I don't like projects. <laughs> but I, that's one of the things I've, all, I've been trying to do for the last year or so is if there's an action like that that needs to happen, I'm not going to procrastinate. I'm just going to go do it. I went downstairs and grabbed my tools and came back upstairs, but I was already crabby about it. Mm. And then she said, "I'll tell you there." And she said, "Well, here's where I want it." And I was like, "That's the dumbest place." All the very guys well, chuckle. Oh, she said, "Well, here's here's why." And I said, "I get it, but you're not thinking about these three or four things." Mm -hmm. Now at this point, I'm still acting, right? I'm still doing the thing. I'm still showing love <laughs> inside. I am turning into a bonfire of rage. Um, Everyone else feel that? Yeah. Oh, yes. oh, yeah. Okay. And I'm talking over the dumbest. It was a, a hanger thing for the dog's leashes. <laughs> and, and so then I. I grit my teeth and I put the two holes in the wall and I hang the thing up and I and I'm steaming on the inside and then we have to start talking about our we do a monthly budget meeting and finances Oof. and that carries Wise, but yeah, not and then that carries my, my mood carries into that mm. and within an hour I am undoing every every possible thing that my wife mm -hmm. said about me the day before I didn't see the follow up on the Facebook post, though. Yeah. <laughs> I take back everything I said about me. Yeah. But that's where I 42 days old. I have, to, I have to confess that, yes, for one day, I was fantastic. That's <laughs> good, man. And, uh, and I gave all the gains back. And, uh, and it, the difference is, today is what, Friday? Yeah. We're still not back. Oh. Yeah. Um, I said some horrible things during our finance meeting. Really? I was disrespectful. I was rude. I was judgmental. Um, and then for three days, we just we didn't connect. And then the, the ice started to thaw. And it's now Friday. And hopefully tonight we, we get a chance to, to reconnect. And I've already <coughs> apologized, but this time up. And I meant a little bit of it. But I know myself, and I don't mean my apology on day one. Mm. I mean it a little more on day three, and by day six or seven, then I get it. Like, oh, yeah. Nope. I now I too. understand why what I said was so hurtful. Yeah. yeah. All good. Next week's Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that chance to make it up. And so that—that's the the honest truth, though. Is man, I, I I can be capable of really really wonderful things. Yeah. And I can love my wife and my kids. And I am also desperately wicked. 
No. <laughs> I, I made Vakaraguapo thank you. Uh, uh, you're no. setting some people free right here. I, because we talk about, you see it in the tagline, we're flawed. We're flawed dudes. I warn anyone that listens to this, we don't get everything right. Not everything comes out of my mouth is right. Well, but we do pursue truth and what works. And part of truth is, Romans 3.23, you know, it's my go-to almost every week, we're all flawed. That explains why do I do this? Why do I get worked up about a dog hanging up a dog leash in the location where it's at? Because we're flawed. We are flawed. We all have issues. And the worst thing you can do, especially on this Christian path that turns a lot of people off, is like, it's all perfect. It's all good. Go to church with the smiles on your face and everything's awesome. And um, that's a lie. Just because you follow this doesn't mean everything's going to go perfect. This is why we need it, right? That's why we need it. So thank you, man. That's so bold. Who else has got something? We also could talk about the father's heart as well with our kids. So we can we can we can roll that in too. You know, just to, to go ahead, both of you. Follow up on the com- on the comments that Greg you said about the follow through and that sort of thing. So my wife's birthday is Valentine's Day. Oh, so dude. Okay. So never miss it. And you know, and we're we're we are blessed in that we don't want for anything. So. Uh-huh. I kind of would like that, by the way. Anyone else like that? Get two out of one Valentine's Day and birthday. Like, here you go, hon. No, no, no. It's it's two separate events. Oh, on the same day. Oh. <laughs> she got she got married on Valentine's Day too. Yeah, yeah. It's a trap. Um, so so last year I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to spend the year and just kind of write letters. Oh wow! Through right? the year. That's awesome. Through, through the year. So you know, I went and and I I got this nice leather-bound journal and wanted to make sure it had enough pages in it, right? Because I didn't want to run out of room halfway through the year. Well, then you fast forward and we're a week ago, I'm like, oh my God, you know, there's like not nearly as many letters in there as there should be. There's kind of a recurring theme of, I can't believe how much time has passed since the last (laughs) time I wrote this letter, right? So, you know, I'll finish it up and uh, give it to her Friday, you know, this this, uh, journal with a handful of letters and a whole bunch of blank pages. And uh, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> but kind of the point, you know, to the follow-through, right? It's like uh, this great idea. And, uh, yes. and the nice thing that it's done, you know, it, it I, I do think about it's like, <clears throat> okay, I got to write this down. And then I just don't do it, right? Yes. And, uh, so it'll, yeah. be, it'll be an interesting uh, experiment to see. You know, I think she'll appreciate the gesture. I think she'll appreciate, hopefully, the words that are in there. And I think she'll also go... Yeah, this is typical. You know, you started a project and you didn't finish the thing, you know. So. Uh, Mark pages turned into coupons. Yeah. Yeah. Hey! Free <laughs> <laughs> massage. Yeah, yeah. Casey, you're on deck. I want to point out something. Mark is funny because uh, I know this whole, that whole G movement was like, oh, I don't know, but you are one of his biggest cheerleaders, ironically. You know that, right? I hear you talk and reaffirming what he's up to, so I thank you okay. for that very much. Casey, go ahead. You had something. Yeah, so this is going to sound horrible. Oh, uh, ooh. Yeah. So, for a long time. Uh, Dirt closer. No, it's actually kind of serious. Okay, so, uh, For a long time now, I've hated going home. Oh. I've just had, on the way home from work, I've just had this pit in my stomach and just feel like I'm going to puke, kind of, mm. because I know what's waiting for me. And so, it's, I, I love my family, I love my wife so much, um, but I allow myself to get just beat down and exhausted, and I've always wondered how, 
how men have this tendency to become workaholics. But now I'm starting to realize when I'm at work, I'm doing what I'm good at. I'm getting compliments. People are thanking me for what I'm doing. And then I go to church and people are like, hey, will you lead this? Will you pray for this? And they're, they're bragging up my spiritual gifts. And so you can feel so good in these areas. And then you go home and you feel so inadequate. You, you can work and work and work and you still feel like you're not providing enough. And more than that, like you're a burden to your family. Wow. And so I've felt this for a long time. And I've felt resentment for my wife too because she gets like five hours of alone time a day uh, when the kids are napping and all this. And she is, she, she, let me just say that she is amazing at keeping our house and taking care of our children. She is an excellent wife, she's an excellent mom. Mm. But I've been feeling this resentment. Mm. And on Friday, I was gonna, last Friday, I was gonna have you guys pray on this because it wasn't going away. And now this is actually turning into a praise report. Uh, on the way home from Friday, I started, I started praying on this and I, I said, God, I'm not gonna ask you to change this. Instead, I'm deciding today that I'm gonna praise you. I'm gonna praise you that you're allowing me, that you see me as, as honorable enough to be able to take this burden for my family and I'm gonna start praising you that my wife has these downtimes because our kids will drive her nuts otherwise. Yeah. And as I'm saying this, my eyes are welling with tears and I can feel my heart just softening. Mm -hmm. And then I'm working from home, I work from home on Fridays and I'm upstairs and I get this text from her, I need your help. And I come downstairs and she's having a full on emotional breakdown. The kids just drove her to that point. And instead of getting after the kids, I went over to her and I wrapped my arms around her and she just balls her hands or my shirt up in her fist and she wow. just screams into my chest and is just weeping. Wow. And I'm holding her and my three-year-old comes over and wraps his arms around her waist. <laughs> and my two-year-old comes and wraps her arm around her legs and we just, we just sat there and I just kissed her head and for the first time in a long time, my heart actually felt like I would die for this woman again. I, I love this woman. And it wasn't by me asking God to take this away. It was by me just praising him for what he's allowing me to do. Not asking him to release the burden off my shoulders, but to give me a stronger back to carry it. Wow. Yeah. I think what Casey's sharing, this is what I hear you sharing, is that your marriage isn't necessarily about your wife or the results of how good your marriage seems like it's doing it's your relationship with god that's happening yeah, absolutely it's not you know it's just you're it's almost like your marriage is helping you draw close to god yeah. and we're not in control of the results yeah but you know that seems just seems like what's happening yeah. would you say yeah so i brought up something because before this we we're talking about our children and worrying so much about them and going off to college and i worry about my three-year-old and my two-year-old and i worry about my wife and i just asked a question do you do you pray for your children or pray for your family as much as you worry about them? Yeah. Dude, that's so huge. Peter, thank you, man. I always love your input as well. That's such a huge confession. Few, there's a few nuggets there I know you guys are feeling. Uh, first of all, Peter, just a little counter. I, 
you do control some of the results, but make no mistake, God's plan prevails. Okay? There's a saying, God's plan, your plan. Sometimes, but did Casey then yield a little bit? Did you hear that? God, here's what the situation is. Whether you want to change it or not, but bring bring it in, right? And that's beautiful. You said something really interesting in the opening. I know some of you guys are feeling about some of you guys had great parents. Most of you didn't. That would actually shock me as I learned that more over time. Some of you guys are struggling with that. I know you are, and to be continued, but hopefully you got set free a little bit. Some of your parents are great. Some of your parents sucked, honestly. And it's hard to honor a parent that sucked, right? Uh, Rock and Rick's got an amazing story on that, and it wasn't a good ending either, but uh, at least for his dad. But I, um, And then some of your parents are in between. So whether you want to talk about that or and or you know what your kids got your pluses and minuses too don't don't get wrong we all we're all flawed so at least we own that so I'm curious open back up to the group what you guys have to say on any of that between Peter and Casey and what else what else was said Casey what I it, there's been for whatever reason there's been this recurring theme and this recurring awareness and again this just brought it up that the first thing we do before anything is to give thanks. Right. It's, it's always to give thanks before we ask for anything, before we go do anything, before we ask for a burden, whatever. It's it's first you lift praise, you lift thanks, and then you go do. And that's it's just that was a great testimony of that right there. Right, that's what you did. You turned and you turned and you gave thanks first, and then that's where it made the difference. Yes, yeah. it just it seems like this. I don't. Know, I've been in tune to this. Just keeps <coughs> popping up in stories and. It is. And yes. readings, and yeah. it comes up in you know, church and all this kind of stuff. It's just this recurring give thanks first and live yeah. that life of gratitude first. Yes. And then everything else. So the healthy, those are the healthiest heart, Philippians 4, 6 through 7, right? Give thanks for what's worth giving thanks. Lift what isn't, and you will experience God's peace. Yeah. Well, there's, a, there's a song that says, I will praise you in the storm. And so it is. It is. I've been asking God to remove this burden for a long time, and it wasn't until I just decided I'm not going to ask him to remove it. I'm just going to praise him for it. Uh, and that's amazing. when he decided to change me instead of my circumstance. And by the way, a clarifier, sorry, Bob, to you. I don't give thanks for cancer, but I do give thanks for the good I see coming out of that journey, if that makes sense, for anyone that's dealt on that front. That's probably a good example. Um, and that is the storm. Every single one of you guys here in listening are either in a storm coming out or going in. Hold on that, Rod. Yeah, you're going to say well, something about no, it. I think there's a couple things. One, I think it's just a change in perspective. Nate, you talked about hanging the, the little hooks. It's I want to control versus what do I care, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's flipping that. I think it's, it's seeing that challenge if I have to go to work while somebody else is doing something else. It's, it's, it's only my perspective. And if I look at it in a different way, I'll feel a different way. And in the grand scheme of things, like how can it, how is it a blessing versus how is it a curse? And I, I struggle with that too, uh, same kind of thing. You know, and, and Tom, you touched on a horrible father, so we had an opportunity last weekend to take uh, two of our sons up to a father-son camp, and one of the things that they talked about, you know, with the, with the kids in the room, um, was, you know, when you realize your father's not perfect, and the pastor that was leading it 
That's great. Sixty <laughs> some years old. Um, talked about when he first realized his father wasn't perfect in this situation that that happened. Mm. And uh, at sixty some years old, the guy broke down in tears of remembering that moment and realizing, like, oh my goodness. And, and I think it's an important thing to remember about our fathers is they're, they have struggles. They're they make the same mistakes that we do, and a lot of it is family of origin of generation after generation. But I think that the hope that he you know, provided is, um, you know, if you study the Bible, mm. you'll understand that it's filled with people that were not perfect. But what are the lessons that you can learn from That's that, right. and how do you apply it in your life? And, and so part of it is that perspective, do I like this? No. Okay, well, what can I learn from it, and how do I apply? And I think that's that's a hard thing. It's a hard thing for me to remember that. Like, okay, what do I get out of this? Because yeah. the emotion's just emotion. Yeah. It's not changing anything about the situation or how you're navigating. Yeah. That's all your choice and how I respond to a particular situation. If I come in with the right perspective and I respond the right way, it'll go fairly smoothly. That's awesome. Listen, we're one to the hour, one minute challenge. Yes, there's definitely something that i got to speak up. We'll wrap this up. But again, I want to hit on the point, going full circle, action, okay? As uh, calling a doctor, I'm happy your kid action, showing love. Mm -hmm. Father's heart. And was taking a couple sons to a father-son camp. Yeah, that's awesome. Action. Was <laughs> tuning in, praying, right? Lifting it up, ultimately. And then tuning, listening to your wife, getting there and giving her a hug action you get where i'm going with this you have to show love it's just not a feeling it's 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 something that has to be intentional go ahead someone else um, when i said the word describing a little bit of how i was feeling about being angry and this rage inside like everybody responded to that i think that's yeah. something that yeah. we yeah. all feel yeah. One felt sure. that. Um, yeah. and then going back to what jeffrey was sharing earlier before we went live on on individuation in that moment, it is me, or was me, saying, I don't want to do it that way, and if I can't do it the way that I want, then I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. getting pushback from an actual adult, and, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then beginning to comply just to make the situation go away, not because I actually want to help, and the tantrum continues, and then ultimately it led to an expression of my own anger and blowing up which is literally a two-year-old mm -hmm. um, and Midlife crisis. and we yes we learn a lot here and we push each other and we go to action and all that stuff and I love every single piece of it and I'd also like us to start talking about anger because there seems to be a lot of it yeah right I, I, I agree I know Ah, I, yes, absolutely. I love that challenge. To be continued. Anyone else? Final thoughts? There's one, one scripture challenge? that comes to mind. Like when I was, as you were sharing, I was thinking of it. It says, Cursed be the ground for our sake, for shall produce thorns and thistles. And just uh, recently I was just thinking, you know, the thistles are like the things that upset us. Like your wife when you come home from work and you're all tired and she's messing with you. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a thistle. And it's like... But it's like it's for our sake. If you came home from work and your wife was all nice to you all the time and everything was good and your wife was looking all perfect, it's like, you, where, how would we be drawn to God? You know what I mean? It's like these things are for us. I believe these things, these Come sufferings on. are for us. The Beautiful. thistles that bring us to God. That's what I believe. Yeah. Beautiful. Sure. So I have a 
looked up something yesterday because thinking about one of my sons and what they were going through, and so I just googled Bible verses for do the right thing. And this one is out of the seven that they listed. This one stuck out, um, and I, I think it speaks oh, to you. Guys are going to feel this. Romans seven nineteen. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's you know we've talked about the world, and that one just keeps sticking out, and it's probably for me more than anybody else that I'm really trying to find this for. It's like you know we keep responding in the same wrong way because it's just in our nature, and it's such a battle to think about what the right thing is to do to emotionally get there and then to actually do it with a loving heart mm-hmm. instead of out of spite. I'm going to do this to show you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah. where does that get you? But I, that Bible verse is like, and I read seven of them, I, I guarantee that you I wouldn't know anything about the other six. That's the only one that stuck. That stuck. Me. That's beautiful. Final thoughts? Yeah, we're going to stop recording. So Speak. That rolls right into what I was, just the theme. I'm always trying to find, why is this all tied together? And why does it bother you? You do the thing you don't do because your heart's not okay with it. Mm-hmm. And Jesus' reoccurring theme over and over when you were talking, I was thinking, like, it's, yeah, murder's bad. But you got hate in your heart. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so the heart controls the action. It's still passion. And that's the hardest thing for me is, how, okay, so if I don't want this action, how do I change my heart? Mm-hmm. And that is so hard to do. But then when you were talking the the passage in your weakness I'll show you strength and your heart cried out to God that's where your heart was at yeah. when you were weak and in that moment of embracing your kids and your life God show you your why and it's yeah. funny because I prayed that I prayed that verse there you go oh. in, in that prayer yeah well thank everybody thanks for joining us to be continued on the anger front of course we'll hit on love again for Valentine's Day, but to be continued. Thank you. So good. Thank you for joining this week. This one, I'm pumped to get up. Other stuff, other weeks, it's tough lifting. It's heavy lifting. It's not the most fun to listen to, but as we say, we do tackle brutal, but we also tackle love. And whether you agree with everything stated in this episode or not, I guarantee you one thing. You want to be loved. Whether you want to admit it or not, you are wired to be loved. And your heart will be most full when you learn to love and serve others, especially God. Love God, love others. Those are Jesus' two greatest commandments. So going back to 1 Corinthians 16, 14. Do you do everything out of love? And for the skeptics, can you imagine this world if everyone did that? On that note... Um, you know, I like to end on quirky songs sometimes. This one's tongue-in-cheek. Think about the theme of love. There, there's so much to choose from. But I got the distinct pull to go to um, a classic by the Beatles. All you need is love. And again, I, I love speaking to the skeptics. Some of you harp on us because we choose secular songs. But I love to tie the bridge between secular and back to Christianity and Jesus. And, and just know, uh, whether you believe in this Jesus dude or not, He says, love is greatest of all. And again, that's really hard to argue, and that is why I follow him. Now go do good. Go and love.
Nothing you can sing that can't be sung. Nothing you can say but you can learn how to play the game. Easy. Nothing you can make that can't be made. No one you can say that can't be saved. Nothing you can do but you can learn how to be you in time. See?